Listen to The Pulse, Saturdays at 11 a.m. on Radio St. George 100.3 FM. This is KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we now present to you On the Arts, an hour of discussion and discovery about the arts in St. George and Southern Utah. And now your hosts for On the Arts, Michael and Christina Harding. Good afternoon, St. George. Hello. This is Michael Harding. And this is Christina Harding. And we're here with On the Arts, the show that is dedicated to blowing the lid off of all of these little artistic secrets that we have here in Southern yeah. Utah. Boom. So yeah. many things going on, not only just here in St. George, mm-hmm. but also up in Cedar City. We've had a few guests from there. Yes. And uh, also, we can even go south of the St. George border, uh, a little bit southwest, down going? to Las yeah. Vegas. We've got some, thing, some things going on as oh, well. Oh, what's going on in Las Vegas? Well, you're just going to have to keep tuning in to oh, find that no. out. Oh, no. I'm pretty excited. We do have the possibility of some guests coming from Las Vegas as well, talking about perhaps some of the shows at the Excalibur. <gasps> what? And actually, yeah, I'm really wow, excited to talk are... to these people. Yes. The, the uh, Our paths are crossing mm-hmm. all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, not only in Las Vegas, but also in the regional theater as well, and yes. also academia. Academia. Some of my yeah. academia nuts <laughs> is what we all are. Uh, But anyhow, there are a lot of things that we're trying to expose, not hard-hitting journalism, but exposing these secrets. So people have an understanding of not only what they have an opportunity to attend as audience members, Mm -hmm. but also things that they can be involved in themselves to create things for audience members. Yes, inspire our audience members to do something with their art. Yes. Absolutely. You're so good. And I do want to remind, thank you, (laughs) I I do want to remind folks of the Art Around the Corner exhibits that are going to be changing very soon downtown. And you recently just uh, had an interview with a lady. With Susan Jarvis. And she is the executive director Mm -hmm. of the Art Around the Corner initiative. And uh, yeah, they're bringing in 33 new artists with 37 new works that are going to be displayed. When will this happen? Uh, I'm not sure exactly when the changeover is going to happen, but tomorrow night there Mm -hmm. is a gala. And uh, we do ask you to check into joining them for this gala. It Mm -hmm. starts at 630 at the Hilton downtown, the Garden Hilton. Beautiful. And you get a chance to mingle with the artists and also other people who appreciate arts mm-hmm. in St. George. And a lot of people have expressed that they don't feel like they're part of that crowd, the oh. artistic crowd. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, especially after talking to Susan Jarvis, that crowd includes everybody in St. George. Mm-hmm. This art is going to be observed by everybody who drives downtown, first mm-hmm. of all. So they want your opinions. They want your reactions. They want you to be a part of not only choosing the pieces, and there will be events throughout the year Mm -hmm. for that, but also in observing the pieces, because these really do start to define where you live. Yes. Now, did she mention anything about what's going to happen to that beautiful arachnid? Uh, She did not. And actually, as I was speaking to her, I I did bring up the arachnid as... has been the case with many of our guests. Mayor Pike was on here, and I, yeah. I think I've asked him twice, what's up with that? Yes. But the thing that we can all agree on is that it is a beautiful piece of art. Yes, and I think it needs to keep being displayed in downtown St. George. That's my opinion, but I don't have the money to keep it there, but I hope that somebody does. It, that's yeah. why there are two people on these shows, so that we can disagree <laughs> civilly. And it, it, I do oh. have to admit, it's a great piece. Oh, and it was a wonderful Christmas spider. I loved it when the lights were on, and I'm wondering, what are they going to do for it for Easter? Unless they're taking it down. Put right? some bunny ears on oh, it or something. I would love it. So you I have the love, two yeah. fangs coming out front yes. and the two ears and going up top. little dropping out the back. Oh. I, okay, yeah. we're creeping me okay, out. Okay, so I'll right. stop. Definitely. Right. Okay. But uh, anyhow, we, we do hope that you'll remember that. As well mm-hmm. as keeping your ear to the ground, we'll do our best to let you know of events that are coming up. At the end of this broadcast, we will be telling you about a few things coming up in the near and not so near future, but things that are coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah. But we're very blessed to have in the studio today we're a so special blessed. guest. Mm-hmm. And this is a guest we've had before. <laughs> I do want to let you know, before we announce who this guest is, mm. you can always check us out live, what we look like. Yes. I, I hope that doesn't so scare important. people. That's so important. Yeah. Right. If, if you go to Facebook on Radio St. George, mm-hmm. that's Radio Space ST Space George on Facebook. We are streaming live right now. It's amazing. And I know, yeah. technology. And I wore makeup today, so 
I am. <laughs> and so did so it's I. It's a good day. Uh, well, there's a revelation. Wow, there. yeah. But, uh, I really didn't check out the Facebook page. Uh, but but you can check us out. The show will also be archived there, so you'll be able to check it out anytime Forever you'd like. Forever and ever. Mm-hmm. And also, we are streaming live on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you type in On the Arts with Michael and Christina Harding, you will find most, if not all, of our shows over the past three seasons. Yes, so many guests. Over 60 guests we've talked to. And I have to say, it's been a pleasure getting to know 59 yeah. of them. <laughs> no, actually, it, it, I, one of the great things about this show is that I actually have gotten to know some people yeah. that I've heard their names. Some of them I haven't heard their names, yep. and I got to know who they are. Yeah, the faces behind the art. It's, it's been exciting meeting people in our community and, and seeing what they're doing in our community and all the wonderful performances that are coming up and the artwork. I And it really does, this show really does help bring down those walls and that we see people as human beings and we're all artists at heart, I believe. So, Absolutely. Yes. And that's something that's been brought up many times is the fact that kids are the inspiration for most artists. Yeah, most of our artists, it was children that inspired them to keep going. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you loved as a child, you can pursue your passion. Mm-hmm. That's why we're so child- childlike on this show. We really are. Because yeah. we're trying to find the passion again. <laughs> and we found it through radio. <laughs> Absolutely. So everyone just feel the passion. So by and all those driving in their car right now, I hope you're happy listening to this because it's cheering me up. Drive mm-hmm. passionately, but not, not aggressively. Yes, please Drive responsibly. Yes, yes. <laughs> But anyhow, to get us into our guest who is in the studio today, yeah. I just wanted to share a little experience. Uh-oh. Now, many, many years ago when I was... I won't make you cry. <laughs> I'll allow you to if you'd All like, right. but I won't make you cry. Okay. Uh, when I was going to high school, I was looking for a college to go to. And I knew it was going to be either music or theater that I went into, but... Mm-hmm. When I would visit these colleges, and I went all over the state of Virginia, you know, the big schools, UVU and James Madison and um, uh, Virginia Tech, all of these schools, I went to see theater productions because I wanted to see if they were any good. And (laughs) I went to this one school that was Ferrum, F-E-R-R-U-M, a decent school, a very small school. And I can't even remember what the show was. It was a play that I never heard of, but I wasn't impressed. And I, oh, wow. I, I had the attitude. Oh, yeah, boy, yeah. did you have an attitude. Okay, go on. <laughs> my arrogance has mm. been with me a long time. And I remember coming back to my high school, and I was talking to my high school drama teacher, a gentleman by the name of Al Cook. And he said, how was it? And I said, oh, it was terrible. They didn't know what they were doing. And he said, well, well how do you know that? And I just said, well, you know, I didn't believe any of the actors. I was very snooty. And then he said, so how was the lighting? And I thought about it, and I said, well, I guess it was fine. And he said, hey, how was the set? And I thought, well, it was actually kind of pretty. And he said, well, you know, how about the sound, and and how did they use the space and such? And I remember that moment when I realized there are a lot of people that go into the creation of not only theater pieces, but also productions and conferences of all kinds. And it started to get me to really appreciate the number of people and the different degrees mm-hmm. of artistry that goes into them, the mechanic, uh, the mechanics of putting these things together. And I started to see these people who wander around all dressed in black, not as depressed people, but people who were, <laughs> who were essential to bringing this stuff about. Uh-huh. Now, that brings us to our guest here in the studio. We have someone who, who actually has worked on both sides, uh, works a lot in improv comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gives wonderful shows. We were able to attend some, and yeah. he's going to be performing up north tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll give you more details about that. But also does a lot of the behind the scenes, yeah. a lot of the work that puts together the spaces on which this stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. Chewy Lockhart, Woo! welcome to the show. Welcome, oh, Chewy. You. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm glad to be back. And uh, as a, a, a just a point, both of your makeups look great. Well, thank you. I love you. the roses in I your cheeks. I took time. Thank now, you. I want to point out that I was kidding about wearing makeup, so I appreciate the compliments. Uh, it's my natural <laughs> Thank you both glow. for having yes, me back. Yes, it's good to have you back. Yeah. Yes, and you are the tech coordinator and event services over at the Cox Auditorium. Uh, yeah, and for Dixie State. Dixie we do State, things over eh? at the Eccles uh, and the Burns and Trailblazer Stadium and Pretty much anywhere they send us, we handle the production. Wow. Yeah. That's not an easy task. 
Uh, it it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it it can be cumbersome at times, yeah. and other times it can be uh, fairly easy. So it depends mm-hmm. on the events. Uh-huh. Yeah. In fact, uh, I, my crew's um, doing the multicultural celebration currently right now at the Eccles and getting prepared for that. Uh, they'll be doing that tonight. So, yeah, we're we're kind of wherever we need to be is where we'll wow. be to to put on shows. What does your crew do tonight? You mentioned it was tonight. What now? What is this multicultural celebration? The multicultural celebration is through uh, the MIC um, group here at Dixie State University, and they're having a, a celebration. It's a, a a variety show, if you will, uh, different performers that'll come out and uh, showcase their talents, and wow. we handle the sound and the lights, and we pull the curtains open and <laughs> all and the good stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we we are those uh-huh. non-depressed people yeah, wearing so they're black, black. <laughs> making the show go we're, we're the man behind the curtain if you oh will. yes the the oz yes you, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's great and that and what time is that event tonight uh i oh wow hey you're running it what time <laughs> what time do you have to be to work too <laughs> they're already working oh okay <laughs> Oh, you're taking a break. Yeah. Uh, I believe that uh, the doors are at 6 and they kick off at 6.30. Oh, Don't fantastic. hold me to that. I but, won't uh, hold you it, to it that. It is this evening, okay. so I'm sure if they were to do a quick little Google search, they'd find out for sure. Great. But uh, I believe it's a 6 and a 6.30 start time. Oh, great. Wow, I didn't even know that was going on tonight. So thank you. Yeah, wow, that's welcome. a little added bonus there. <laughs> but it's like the, the, the phraseology that we use into what you do makes it sound... It, frankly, a lot simpler than what it is when you say, yeah, we, we put the production together. We're in charge of the lights. We're in charge of opening the curtains. Ah, mm. There's something that I love about what you guys do is how fast and efficient you are in doing it. Now, you're setting up the Eccles for the multicultural celebration tonight. There was a completely different production there last night. Correct. This is not mm-hmm. stuff that you set it up and then let it run for a, a few weeks. Um, how do you do that? Because these events go late. Long hours, uh, yeah. late hours. Um, yeah, that's really the answer. Long and late mm-hmm. hours. A lot of dedicated people that are willing to get their hands dirty and sweat a little bit to change it from one event into the next. And um, yeah, it's the part of the magic that most people we don't want them to see or even know. The we want that uh, arrogant high schooler to go back to their their, <laughs> <laughs> their teacher and say this was terrible. Yeah. Because of this one thing, and then it's pointed out that, uh, but there were so many things that went right, so many wonderful mm-hmm. things that um, seemed uh, uh, you were unaware of at the moment until you reflect upon it. And that's that's the kind of things that we do, is we, uh, we're that... The magic. Yeah, the magic, mm-hmm. the smoke mm-hmm. and the mirrors. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... I, a lot of people have the stereotypical thought that, of course, the performers are all outgoing and, you know, they're the fun ones. I have to say, I've been in there for a few of the uh, builds, sometimes a few of the focuses, sometimes a few of the tearing down of the space, the strike of the space. And I think you guys are much more lively than any performer I've ever met. <laughs> oh, wow. Have they been singing backstage? And... Uh, uh, you don't know the yeah. half of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a, it, we're like uh, you know, a pirate ship. We're just a, ah. a, a band of pirates that... Yeah. Uh, it's a, you become very close and it's very um, a, a brotherhood of sorts. Yeah. And you uh, you wear black and you have each other's backs and um, you make it happen. So you guys are the gang in the shadows. The shadow guys. Yeah, yeah the shadow guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chewy, for our audience members who may not have heard your uh, interview last time, where are you from? Are you from this area? Or are you? Uh, originally, I'm from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised there, and um, I started my career path. I uh, in high school was very involved in in theater, and um, my, for my 16th birthday, my mom got me a power drill that I didn't have to share with anybody else when building sets. Oh. And theater was what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Um, I didn't care about school after high school. I was just going <laughs> to I was going to be a stagehand and live the dream. Um, Fast forward a couple of years after that, I ended up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, opening up the Van Andel Arena, and we had Neil Diamond uh, was the opening show to 13,000 people. Ah. There was so many chain motors hanging from the ceilings, it looked like the chains was rain, which is just frozen in time. And uh, I was like, this is, this is theater on steroids. This is what I want to do forever. Uh, I ended up going back to school and pursuing a degree in, in 
quite honestly, the universities at the time had no idea what to do with me because I'm like, I want to run a hockey arena and put on big shows. And they were like, oh, we're not, take business. Just general business will work. <laughs> and um, I pursued my career, uh, fell in love, got married, had a couple of kids and, and dragged them all over the country and um, went from uh, stagehand to event coordinator to production manager to general manager to executive director and I've managed um, – my largest facility was a 5,000-seat basketball arena. Uh, my favorite facility was a 3,000-capacity uh, concert venue, kind of like a House of Blues in Des Moines, Iowa. Huh. And uh, we did a lot of uh, really good rock shows, um, a lot of really good country shows, just a lot of really good shows. And, um, yeah, then it was a, there was a time in my life where I was like, I need to take a break. My mom had retired out here. Uh, I came out and did some hiking and some camping, and uh, it was just, I don't know if you want to call it a midlife crisis or what, but it was, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in this beautiful area, and what do I want to do next? Uh, I went up to Portland for a little while and was doing some concert stuff and working for the arena up, up in Portland, and Dixie State University got a hold of my resume, and I got a phone call from Deward Wilson saying, I, I've got a job that I'd like you to apply for, and um, came back down, down here because the, the area is beautiful, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, a lot of lot of things, but that's yeah. my little nutshell story. Oh well, I think Dixie State University is glad to have you here because oh, you I, do so much for them. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dixie State's been very nice. The, uh, I really enjoy the people that I work with here, and uh, it's been good to me. And and hopefully, I've been just as good back. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you've mentioned Deward Wilson, who we've also had on the show before, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a good friend of ours, and he's got some great stories about working the concerts of Billy, Billy Joel. Joel and, yeah, uh, Deward's done some really yeah. cool things throughout his career. Yeah, he's got. We got to get him back on. Yeah, here. Just, we couldn't even scratch the surface mm-hmm. the last time he was here. But uh, you mentioned that you do a lot of things, not only concerts but also the dance performances, for example, the dance concerts, mm-hmm. and uh, also the multicultural event, things like that. Do you also do uh, business? conferences and things like that? No, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, every once in a while, there's a, a type of conference that'll go into like the Burns Arena and they'll need somebody to set up a stage. And um, in fact, we're we're uh, planning one of those right now um, I, for the youth. Um, I think it's the 11 to 18 year olds and they're going to pack out the entire Burns Arena. And we, uh, you know, we're drawing out plans to put a stage either in the center of the basketball floor or at the end and you have to do sound and lights and what entertainers are coming in what are their needs going to be and how do you take care of them when they get here and what type of lighting do they yeah. need and so whenever there's a production and that that requires sound and lights and uh needs those you know smoke and mirror men yeah <laughs> we uh you know we we plan that all ahead of time and execute it and hopefully Everyone has a good time. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, that's what we do is we we try to improve the quality of people's lives by implementing events that people have a good time mm-hmm. with. So, well, yeah. You may be getting a call from me. I, I know I speak for a lot of teachers. You want to have a really big you, birthday what, party yeah, or something? Yeah, I, I want you to come say, into my this? classes and keep things lively. <laughs> <laughs> when I give lectures, I want lights and I want sound. Some pyro. Oh, we we'll all want that in our, behind. In our we'll lectures. In yeah. Exactly. <laughs> In fact, I know that there is a professor up north um, who works, I believe, at Utah State University, but he's a music professor, uh, Michael Ballum, as a matter of fact, and some people may know him for various reasons. But when he teaches his history of classical music, it's him at a grand piano on the stage, and he actually has a tech crew set up for this class. <laughs> and when they come in, I, I think it's great. Oh, yeah. And the class comes in, and he gives a concert, and he talks you through for the whole semester. I Already I'm going over oh, if, my repertoire. If only the business classes could be like this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we have a fixed income ratio spreadsheet Boom, here. Jazz hands, to, yes. To teach this class, here's my writer, nothing yeah. but green M&Ms. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, green M&Ms, I'll, I'll take those. I'll take anything in my classroom. So now, Chewy, are, do you also, um, I imagine, would you have interns that you work with that are students here at Dixie State? Interns is uh, it's not really. Mm-hmm. It's trickier for us in our department because we're so event driven. Uh, we don't know uh, how many events, how many hours we're going to have from week to week to week. Uh-huh. And a lot of the interns and uh, student workers that uh, the school uses for like work study and so on and so forth uh, have to have dedicated hours. Yes. And um, 
we may go two weeks with nothing and we may have 12 events in one week. <laughs> um, so we're, I, I do have some students that work for me as stagehands, but they're not work study mm -hmm. or interns. Mm -hmm. um, we try to recruit as many uh, stage tech savvy students as we can. And, um, and they come into it knowing that it's a, it's a feast or famine as events go. So, yeah. I have to give you a compliment and oh, you, your like crew those. as well. <laughs> Well, Chewy, your makeup looks great, too. Thank you. I put wow. it on just for you. Did we just go there? We you, did. you know we have some listeners who are checking out Facebook just to see. Uh, but but I do. I was a director of a project that just happened here at the school, uh, The Wake of Jamie Foster. Yep. And that's a play that I was really nervous to share the entire building with because mm. it's a very intimate play. It's a very, um, a very tense play. Play. Yeah. Very There's a lot of dramatic. Very I much so. I had the pleasure of going to see it. Yeah. Your students were fantastic. Yes. I loved they them. Were, they were great, and your set was was great uh, for such a small space. It was a it was a really uh, it was very well done. Uh, the the play itself is very melodramatic, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm I, as a, a improviser and a comedy person, I was like, man, they really need some more comic relief in here because <laughs> this is pretty intense, pretty intense yes, stuff. Yes, yes, you are not wrong, sir. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'll tell you what what made me nervous was the fact that because we needed to have that intensity, I thought, oh man, there's a big event in the lobby, and you know, yeah, we've got two sets of doors, but it's going to be noisy, and they're going to be slamming things around and tables are going to be slammed around. And I have to admit, I was in a pretty, you know, hesitant mood, I guess we'll, we'll put that. He was a curmudgeon. Edgy? Yeah, he was a curmudgeon, yes. This, uh, curmudgeon, that is my state yeah, of being. Yeah. And uh, I was sitting in there watching the first act, and I was thinking, oh, man, at intermission, they're going to start moving things, and it's going to be a pain. And I sat up there not wanting to go down into the main space. And I came out, and you guys were almost done. And I thought, Holy cow. <laughs> this took some serious, serious organization. Mm -hmm. And also, this is the compliment I have. A lot of respect for everything uh -huh. that was going on in the building. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how wonderful is it to have people that it would be easy to say, oh, we just do grunt work and such, which is not the case when it comes into what you do. But to have people that respected the art and respected the events mm -hmm. in everything that they did. You know, I think a, a lot of people get... Um tricked into thinking it's all about the star it's mm -hmm. you know it's the person behind the the microphone with the pyro behind them and it's all about them and the reality is is that it's all about you the audience member and your experience you're the one that's paid to be there you're the one that's trying to escape real life for <laughs> for a few hours um, and for those of us that work in theater or in production um, we recognize that it's not about who's on stage it's the experience of the person sitting in the seat so we make the lights as good as we can. We make the sound, uh, the person performing sound as best as we can because we want the best experience possible for the person sitting in the seat. Um, and if there is another show going on, th that respect isn't lost. There are other people that are enjoying something. So, yeah, you will walk really quiet with very heavy things backstage <laughs> so that you do not steal that magic yeah. from the person who's sitting in the seat. Mm -hmm. So it's... Uh, yeah, it's part of what we do, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes down to the leadership as well, and that's the compliment I'm flinging at you. Uh, well, and he was hit hard. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it is a smattering of compliments <laughs> happening in here. I'm going to come here every week. Yeah, <laughs> it's a party. You two are so good for my ego. This is great. Well, hey, the buffet runs out. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. But uh, Chewie, we know that you do a lot of uh, the backstage stuff, but you also do some performing in front of people, mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun. And uh, we are almost to a break, so we're just going to give some teasers to the audience oh, now. But okay. what kind of performance do you do? Uh, improvisational comedy. Improvisational. Yeah. So you don't get scripted at all. You just go out there and I, be I funny? I prefer to make it up so I don't have to memorize anything. <laughs> Well, that's one of the exercises I like doing with one of my acting classes is they have to do a scene in gibberish, and that's before they learn the lines. And uh, one of my favorite instances that happened was a fellow named Jake Thomas. He's actually the teacher of theater at Vista yes. now, Vista School for mm. the Performing Arts. And he was doing gibberish. And I kid you not, in the middle of the scene, his face went blank and he looked at me and said, line? 
<laughs> I just thought, I, I can't help you here, my friend. <laughs> but Jake, if you're listening, I want you to know that is one of the most entertaining memories I have of teaching <laughs> acting. You. That's great. And as we move into the break here, I do have to offer a sincere apology. It Uh-oh. completely slipped my mind that my beloved Seattle Mariners uh-huh. were playing right. the Chicago White Sox there. today. Playing my White Sox yeah. and yeah. Chewy, mm-hmm. you've got the shirt on, you've got the jersey for the White Sox, and I did not, for the first time, wear my Seattle Are you guys Mariners cap. It out during just like my makeup, I wore this yeah. just for you. Wow. <laughs> well, Chewy, thank you so much, and thank you all of you listeners for joining us. We're going to go take a break for news and weather. We'll be back. We'll be right back. This week on American Parlor Songbook. Join us for sketches, stories, and songs from the studio. We'll become irrelevant on a show about automation and artificial intelligence in the workplace. I'll tell another true childhood tale. Roving reporter William Valenti returns, and indie rocker's fellow robot perform. American Parlor Songbook. Sunday evenings at 9 on Radio St. George 100.3. And now this health tip from Stapley Pharmacy. Most people don't understand the importance of hydration in the human body. You are probably wondering why a pharmacist cares about your hydration levels. But one of the things we see at Stapley Pharmacy is the chronic dehydration and side effects of toxic buildup in the human system. All cells need to be hydrated to discharge the toxins from poor nutrition, medication, or unprescribed drugs and even alcohol. To figure out how much water you need to stay hydrated, take your weight and divide it in half. Turn that number into ounces. This means a 150-pound woman would need 75 ounces of water daily, and a 200-pound man would need 100 ounces per day. It is that simple. That's how much water you need to retain more information, recall faster, sleep better, and overall, just be healthier. Remember, your pharmacist is your most accessible medical professional. Stapley Pharmacy has your prescription for success. The St. George Recreation Center has activities for all ages, including adult kickball. Adult kickball registration is open now until May 15th, so get all your friends together and make sure to sign up. The City of St. George is a proud sponsor of Radio Dixie 91.3. We're not always here, but email is a great way to contact us. RadioStGeorge at gmail.com. A request, a comment, an idea, or more. Radio St. George at gmail.com. Our place on the internet. Radio St. George.com. Welcome back to Radio St. George 100.3 with On the Arts. And now your hosts, Michael and Christina Hardy. Welcome back. Hello. And we're here with our special guest, Chewy Lockhart, here in the studio. And I have to say, we were just having a commentary on people speaking Shakespeare. Yes. Uh, Yes, it sounds so incredibly nerdy, but we were talking about how everybody has their Shakespeare voice. Yes, they go British. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What is that all about? I don't know. But Chewy was mentioning that uh, in improv, they do a gibberish Class. A lot of gibberish. And everybody yeah. has a gibberish voice. Everyone has a gibberish voice. And uh, of the it, Muppets you are? <laughs> Muppets or weird versions of accents. Uh, but uh, I, what I tell my improv students is uh, start singing in your car to the songs that you know very well and start doing it in gibberish. And <laughs> you will find your gibberish voice. And uh, I have to try this. You should yes. try this. I, I would love to yes. hear your gibberish yes. voice. <laughs> Turn my 80s classics on. And it, yeah, I, I tried to avoid my gibberish voice, but I can't. I sound like a very bad Swedish chef when I do my gibberish and gibberish games, but I've embraced it now. And well, now I, I just know that we have an audience member out there right now going, <laughs> What gibberish? Why do you do this in improv class? Take it away, Chewy. Explain. So there are some games uh, that when you play, it's uh, almost like a guessing game or passing on information without um, 
regular communication. So you'll use pantomime and gibberish to get points across uh, to another person. Mm-hmm. Um, we play investigative gibberish uh, where there is a famous person who is deceased in a very <laughs> famous place with a very odd object. And when you do that in pantomime and gibberish, it's almost like the old telephone game. So once they think they have it, they off you. And another person comes in, pantomime and gibberish, then the next. And on the fourth, oh. you see if you've got the famous person, the famous place, and the the weird object is just one of the pantomime gibberish games that we play. But it's uh, it's very good to first year book through. And so, what does this teach your students? I mean, what uh, what do you hope they gain out of that? Well, one, it's to uh, to play the games, but it's also a lot to do with. Um, it's amazing how much information we give each other uh, just through physical body language uh, and um, afflictions to the tone of our voice Ah. and, uh, you know, to be able to convey, you know, bizarre concepts to somebody by, you know, using body language and (laughs) inflection of your voice is a, it's a very entertaining thing to Uh, see from the audience (laughs) perspective. Uh, So yeah, it's one of the more fun games that we like to play in our, in our improv Dixie shows. Well, you know, we enjoyed, we went to one of your shows back in December it was yes. just before, uh, I think it was before Thanksgiving. Oh, no, it was November. Right before Christmas. It was right what? before. And you went to both shows, the I, PG I, I, show I, I, and the Rated yes, R. Yes, we were both at both I think shows. we both dreamed <laughs> yeah. this. I don't know. And I remember afterwards, I I didn't realize, well, I didn't realize going in how difficult these games were to play. I mean, we can just sit back and think, oh, brother, improv, they're just playing games. We're just going to watch it. But they have to be quick on their feet. They have to be witty. and mm-hmm. and And it's interesting to see... The wheels turning with each uh, person up there trying to, you know, get the game. And those who've done it for years, and you can tell the new ones that have just started. Yeah. But this is not easy to do. It is, it is pretty difficult. Um, but I think anybody can do it because we do it all of the time, all of the time. So mm-hmm. your boss asks you a question, and you you have to come up with an answer mm-hmm. on the spot. Uh, or you're in the middle of a conversation with a group of people, and they ask you how you feel about it. Uh, you know, we all have those moments where it's top of the head, right there in the moment type thing that you have to be involved right. with. Um, that's why my Improv 101 class, I say, is for everybody. Anyone and everyone should take at least an Improv 101 class because mm-hmm. it helps with public speaking. It helps with team building. It helps with um, everything that you deal with on a day-to-day basis when it comes to communicating with other people. Um, 102 is all about games, and 103 is building a show. So if you're not an improviser, you'll know uh, through uh-huh. 101. But 101 <laughs> class really is good for, for everyone. Um, and, uh, thankfully the majority of my 101 classes have gone on to 102 and, uh, I'm just getting ready to graduate my 103 class. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, I know they're excited. Um, they'll be having their show April 12th for their family and friends. And then, uh, we'll have them open up for Improv Dixie on a Saturday, April 13th. Oh, great. So they're our special guests to open up for our show. So it's, it's kind of cool to, yeah. to see these group of people that were like, yeah, I just saw it and I thought I'd take it and then fall in love with it. And now, you know, they are the witty ones and they're offering their creative suggestions and, uh-huh. and using that to play off of each other. It's well, pretty neat. I know it works for anything, any uh, career that you're in, because it, it does teach you to think on your feet and mm-hmm. think fast and, and be confident in yourself and what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I have a lot of actors, a lot of uh, actors that are involved with the community um, yeah. theaters throughout St. George. And um, I have a few actors that are, have told me, if the line isn't exactly the way it's supposed to be, I freeze. If someone messes up and they say something wrong, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and um, they've seen uh, a couple of my improvisers that are in similar shows with them go, and they just make things up right on the spot. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's all I do. I, I don't understand how you can memorize anything. So <laughs> I just make it up because it's easier for me, I guess. Uh, and so you have a show coming up April 13th. April 13th. Uh-huh. Saturday, April 13th. Um, yeah, Shower of Laughter is what it says for April Showers. Oh, April Showers. Oh, April nice. Showers. Oh, Shower of Laughter. And we, uh, we always do two shows we do a pg show at seven and we do a rated r show at nine and um yeah if they go to improvdixie.com they can learn more or purchase okay. tickets and all that fun jazz 
And and the rated R showing actually just is based on the audience, what the audience wants. Exactly. So, so we, uh, the, yeah. for the PG show, we remind everyone uh, there the audience is is the improviser on stage, whether they know it or not. We can't do what we do without their suggestions mm-hmm. to feed off of. Um, and when we encourage them to just yell out suggestions that we can get those to work with, uh, in the PG show, we remind everybody that, you know, we're, we're going to be respectful to the family friendly show. Yeah, and, and there were children that your last PG. Yeah. And I yeah. love yeah. when the kids come out cause they yeah. get so excited about it. Oh, they're really, good. really all improv <laughs> is, is what kids do all yeah, the time. We're just playing yeah. <laughs> is what we're doing. Yeah. And for the rated R show, we, uh, we just avoid that whole, Hey, watch what you say. Mm-hmm. And we'll just take you know, suggestions from the audience. So our rated R show is not as, um, it can at times get a little risque for lack of a better word, but it's nothing, um, obscene, but yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we want to entertain the audience. Mm -hmm. So when the audience is there yelling out the suggestions, we'll use their suggestions Mm -hmm. to help do that. Well, I imagine that's a big part of performing improv. You got to understand when your audience is getting offended or when they want more or such, you can feel that, can't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, sometimes. And it's it's kind of hard when you see it's just that one person that's being offended where everybody else is like, ah, oh, loosen up. <laughs> uh, we did a private um, party for uh, a, a group of plumbers, 120 plumbers uh, out at <laughs> Sand Hollow. You really cracked that market, oh, didn't you? Oh, man. no. It was a hundred, oh. hundred twenty plumbers, and then one guy showed up with his his wife and his two very small children, oh. and uh, so it was like, okay, it's PG show, everybody. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, about halfway through, Dad uh, offered the risque uh, <laughs> suggestions, so we were able to loosen up a little bit more. But yeah, we were we were able to win over one hundred and twenty plumbers doing what I will call <laughs> a PG thirteen rated show. <laughs> <laughs> You've talked about gibberish and doing a game with that. What are some of the other games that you play? Uh, for gibberish? Uh, for any or, of it. For oh, improv. man. Uh, there's... Uh, Tons. There are tons and tons. If you've ever seen the show Whose Line Is It Anyway, mm-hmm. um, there's a tons on that, uh, but they they tend to go to their favorites, right? Yeah. Um, for the most part, like in my Improv 102 class, we go over the games. You have your guessing games. You have your gimmicky games. You have the step-out type games, um, more of the, the genre of type of games. Um, like for guessing games, we tend to play uh, inter- interrogation a lot. Where someone uh, actors outside, the audience tells us a mundane thing that is illegal in this weird uh, world that we're creating uh, at a famous place with a famous person as their accomplice. And as they come in, we have two investigators that are basically interrogating uh, them into admitting their guilt of this very <laughs> mundane thing, uh, you, giving them clues through puns um, and really good dad jokes as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, so it, it, for the audience to be in the know and then watch somebody else struggle to get there, uh, is a very, um, fulfilling journey <laughs> and, and a lot of fun, yeah. a lot of fun. So, uh, when you ask what kind of games, there are so many, I couldn't even list, you know, a scratch that surface, but there are a lot of ways to make people laugh. And if someone wants to take your improv classes, how do they go about finding information? Uh, improvdixie.com. Improvdixie.com. Yeah. And do you have any classes coming up for the summer? Um, well, right now, uh, my 101 class, uh, we, we did not get enough students. I have to have a minimum oh, number of students. Okay. So at this point in time, if there's anyone that's interested in that, they should just reach out to me via that website. Okay. And um, once I have enough people, then uh, we will make a go of it. Great. So, good. Yeah. Yeah, good. Some of my favorite stories from all sorts of performers, whether it be improv or actors or musicians, and especially magicians, they have a lot of stories of this. Have you ever just had a bad show and one that sticks out in your mind that almost makes you laugh it was so bad? Uh, not so much. No. <laughs> Great. You are no. an amazing performer. You know, for improv... It's it's more of there's a lack of energy, and when that energy isn't there, it's kind of a meh. But with improv, you're able to just shrug it off and move forward, because even if it's a great show, it's never going to happen ever again. Right. It's new every single time. <laughs> so it it's a, an art form that's really nice in the sense that if you do have a quote unquote bad show, 
it's very easy to just shrug that off because you have another one that's going to be happening. It's never going to happen ever again, so there's no reason to dwell on it. Mm. So you just move forward and That's keep... how we should be about life. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're there's, there's a lot of parables to improv in life. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. As part of uh, Comedy Sports, which is a very large um, organization, there's 32 uh, comedy sports throughout the world. Yeah. Um, it's funny when they get together in the summertime, the big chant is, we are not a cult. We are not a cult. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what? Uh, there's very um, basic tenets of improv, having each other's backs, always yes-anding. Yeah. Um, that uh, is very good for life, yes. and it's it's really hard to not be part of that cult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Explain that yes ending. Uh, uh, so no denial in, in improv is one of the big tenets, and, and it, it partners with yes and. So uh, being that there is no script, we are creating theater here in the moment. Um, so if I offer something like here is a apple, um, you saying that's not an apple, it's a time bomb. It denies the reality that I'm trying to help create. But when you go, oh, that's the most beautiful apple I've ever seen, you've just yes-anded the reality that I'm creating by accepting the fact that it is an apple. You've said yes to it. Now take it out of my hand to make it into a pie is anding it. And now we're building something together. You're, I bring Aww. something, you yes-and by bringing more to it. And we create theater without a script. Was that with the yes-and, if you said, hey, here's an apple – and the person would not be using yes, yes and if they said, no, that's a time bomb. What if they were to take the apple and say, oh, what a lovely apple. It appears to be ticking. Can they uh, that's a good yes, it that way? That's a good yes and. Well, that was beautiful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was, <laughs> how come you're not in my class? Yeah, well, Michael. <laughs> I'm scared of it. <laughs> yeah, you're accepting the reality of the fact that it is an apple. And now that you've anded it by saying that it's ticking, now our, our world has just grown a little bit more. Well... Now, who am I in this scenario? And there's a million different ways I can go. I could be the evil mastermind that's trying to stick a time bomb into an apple to blow you up. Maybe I didn't know oh, it was no a time bomb. Here you go. Yeah. I didn't, maybe I didn't know it was a time bomb. And you and I need to throw that apple as far as we can so that we can save one another. Uh, you know, the sky's the limit. And that's the fun part. Because this week, it may be a time bomb ticking apple where we're against each other. Next show, we could be in cahoots. So... Uh, it's it's the one art form that you see, and then it's gone, and it's never back well, again. Well, now, you're performing tomorrow night. Yep, correct? at the Comedy Sports Up in Provo. Comedy Sports Up in Provo. Explain mm -hmm. what Comedy Sports is. So Comedy Sports takes those games that were that I didn't even really get into. Uh, but <laughs> Yeah, the, nicely done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm just avoiding it. I'm deflecting wow. left and right. Uh, it takes games, um, a red team and a blue team. Uh, they take turns playing these games to entertain the audience. The audience determines what was funnier and gives points. <laughs> and then at the very end, uh, there's a winner and there's a loser. So it's just a competitive version oh, of improvisation. And this is up in Provo? There's uh, one up in Provo. Mm -hmm. The newest comedy sports opened up last September in Las Vegas. Hi. Um, but there, like I said, there's over 30 worldwide. Oh, that's great. I, I performed uh, in, well, Provo, but um, my home theater is up in Portland, and I have a home theater in the Quad Cities in the Iowa, Illinois area. Um, so I come from two home theaters. Uh, <laughs> my hope is Improv Dixie will uh, evolve and eventually become the newest comedy sports location here in St. George. Oh, that'll be great. That's and, and my, is, my goals. So <laughs> you also have the goal of, the, I wanted to talk to you about the Southern Utah Comedy Theater. Yeah. So let's get into that. That sounds exciting. So, you heard it here first. <laughs> yes, right now. <laughs> so we're currently doing shows once a month, and um, part of my business plan is to have shows every single week. Um, and in order to do that, we need a, a theater that's ours. Um, we've performed in a lot of different theaters throughout the St. George area. Uh, currently, we're doing stuff at the Comfort Suites uh, near the university, but we want our own theater. So mm -hmm. a group of us got together and we, um, we, we created everything we needed to in order to get the state of Utah to approve us as a 501c3 for the Southern Utah Comedy Theater. And uh, our application has gone to the IRS and 
They have oh. not assigned a. Uh, They're an very agent funny for people. Yet. Yeah. yeah, very funny. <laughs> um, but we have the backing of the state right now, which is great, and um, we're very confident within the next couple of months we'll have our tax exempt number from uh, the IRS, and then we will be a legitimate five hundred one c three. And then we can start soliciting um, sponsorships and grant monies and so on and so forth so that we can find a location and build a comedy theater here in St. George where we'll not only have improv once a week, but we're hoping to do some stand-up, continue with the classes, offer some sketch writing classes as well as stand-up classes, um, and then involve uh, youth uh, improvisation as well. Oh, great. yeah, those are our, our big dreams that we're we're chiseling away at while performing once a month. Well, you know, I, I found it surprising that a lot of the high schools are have improv teams now. I think every and, high school yeah, here, and, and some of the junior highs as well. Yeah, it's I'm very amazing how that. much that is growing now. Because I remember being in high school, and I would always improv with my friends just for fun. There was no mm-hmm. class on it, but we just watched Saturday Night Live, and then we would copy all the skits the rest of the week, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. our version, right? Yeah. But now it's a big thing it, with it these is. kids. Well, and... But the, a lot of the high schools that's in the area, it's kind of the same thing. They show up at lunchtime. They improv, improvise uh, without any kind of guidance. Yeah. Um, and a, a good thing about comedy sports as an international organization is that they have the template for high school league comedy sports. Um, oh, so once the theater is is established and all of that's good and we become a comedy sports franchise, um then it's to go to the, all of the high schools and say, we can offer coaches to your students so that they have, you know, some adult guidance in the art form of improvisational comedy and get them to start putting on shows and compete and, yeah. and all of that fun stuff. Um, I was just at Tuacon with Ginger Nelson a few weeks ago. Who and is not here today. She's not. Yeah. Um, hi, Ginger. Hi, Ginger. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, we had a wonderful day playing uh, with the kids uh, in their improv classes there. And their teacher um, is actually uh, uh, from Comedy Sports up in Provo as well. Oh, so, wow. Uh, and he's been driving his students all the way down to Vegas to compete in Vegas every weekend. So <laughs> yeah, I told him I, it's time for us to start. Yeah. you know in, involving the students uh here and he's he wants to do something so we have a community here it's it's time for us to bring it together and and grow it as a community so and we're working on that too yeah i'll say it, it is so inspiring to see a, a team like on whose line is it anyway mm-hmm. and, and I, I know that's the the big national inspiration that's I'd what say. everybody knows yeah yeah that's ryan styles and yeah. uh wayne brady and who was the third colin colin uh colin we'll say colin it is colin it's right. not colin farrell but it's a colin <laughs> so, he's one of those collins um but i have to say in watching them it's kind of like watching a sports team like a basketball team or something like that they're thinking all together yeah and it's so cool like when you see on uh the basketball court and you know they just know where that ball's coming they don't even have to look at the other person that's an amazing click yeah and then of course you watch comedy sports like on whose line is it anyway and it seems like they know where each other is going i guess they're just listening very very intently i you know i've told improv dixie several times i said we're like a garage band the more we play together the you know what you start to predict what everyone's going to think and do before they do it, and you can use that to play off of each other, which only increases some of those magical moments for the audience when you're up there and like, how did they get that? Well, it's because there's uh, years of playing with each other behind the scenes that we know what each other are thinking. Uh, and I, so I guess I'll jump on that to include the students as well. I'm going to jump off all of that. There's a, another event that we're working on um, with the Amusement Co. called uh, Improv Jelly, and it is an improv jam um, think karaoke for improvisers, uh, <laughs> where Im- uh, all sorts of improvisers of all different skill sets show up, put their name on a list, and then the host calls up random people from that list onto the stage to play a game. Well, now you're improvising with someone you've never improvised huh. with before or someone you have, and the skill levels are just completely different, but it's a way for that community to, to kind of get to know each other and grow there. Um, but it is kind of fun to play with someone you've never played with before because if I know what you're going to do all of the time, it 
tends to lose some of its luster. But if I have no idea what you're going to do, you're giving me brand new things to work Exciting. off of. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of fun. Wait, I want to bring up a serious side to improvisation. Oh, this oh. Is here we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm being serious at this point. I'm glad I have my black shirt on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I know a lot of students particularly, but I've also had um, uh, colleagues in the theater at various levels of the acting world and such who were very shy. And I've seen students here at Dixie, for example, who have taken the classes yeah. or have even performed that they wouldn't make a noise in class. But it's so fun to see them be in an atmosphere where it's encouraged for them to express themselves mm -hmm. and to try and work with others, not just be an individual that stands out, but an individual that's working with others. And I've seen some real confidence grow yeah. in, in these kids. For sure. Uh, anytime you collaborate with other people, uh, you're you're building relationships. And if you are one of those outsiders that tend to be a little more artsy and, uh, you know, uh, whether it's improv or, or music or, or whatever, when you're collaborating with, with other like-minded individuals, uh, you know, it, it helps. And, um, and that's for Dixie State and any university, I mean, that's a big part of the experience is meeting others that that think like you or that think differently that challenge <laughs> you but yeah. in a in a respectable healthy way and um so yeah i, I we could get deep with that yeah, i'm down with that's you. pretty deep now yeah. unfortunately as we begin to get deep and we begin to get serious we are actually running out of time which always always well, happens that's good i could only handle serious so yeah long but anyways. first we have to give you our on the arts post-it of radio saint george oh, you're a lucky recipient we'd like I, to hand that to you oh this is great yes. swag so it's our I, swag I've and we came up with earlier we're going to have a bumper sticker that says we don't need swag we've got swagger i think <laughs> so, that's yeah, going to be on so the arts that's officially for you to put this on your desk cool always remember take, this experience i'm taking pictures and this is getting yeah. posted so social media <laughs> be warned yeah, I, well, well. i'm happy to say one of our guests previously, mm -hmm. the first guest to receive one of our yeah, swag post-it notes mm -hmm. was Dr. Bryant Smith. Yes. And I walked by his office the other day, and guess what he's got posted right on the wall at his desk? His On the Arts post-it note. But, but we've added little smiley faces this time to yours. There's little, <laughs> those are little happy people. So, yeah. yeah so it's not yeah. just swag. So yeah. swag stands swag. for stuff we all get. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is not swag. This is custom artwork. Custom that artwork on post-its. It'll look Welsh. It's going to be yes. SWYG <laughs> stuff you get. That, well, that doesn't work You're at all, does it? Swag, swig, swag. Okay. Swig and swag. Swig, we're going to get in trouble oh, for okay. using that name. We'll, we'll come up with another one. But uh, I, I do want to thank you very much for being with us here in the studio. Yes, thank oh, you, Chewy. It's good thank to have you back. Thank you so much for having yeah. me here. This was a good time. Yeah. And we do hope that everybody out there will keep their ear to the ground so you know about opportunities coming up. We're going to let you know as much as we can. Yes. And Tuesday, we have the St. George Opera coming on. So that will be a lot of fun. <laughs> and until you hear from us again, either on Tuesday or Thursday at 4 p.m. every week, every we hope week. you keep your focus on the, the arts. arts. You've been listening to On the Arts with Michael and Christina Harding. Search Facebook, YouTube, Podbean, Spotify for Radio St. George to view video and podcasts of this show or go to RadioStGeorge.com. Join us Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 for On the Arts on Radio St. George 100.3.